0: B Pod Studios.
1: The Felger and Mass podcast is presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Now, the show you'll be talking about. That was not me hemming and hawing
2: In therapy.
1: Socks. Socks. Stocks. Stupid socks. Stupid. It's Felger and
2: Mass, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook on 98.5, The Sports Hub.
1: Well, Paul, let's say they're healthy and they hit their ceiling. What's their ceiling?
2: You know, seven, seven, eight wins. Oh, that's Eighties. their ceiling? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I just look at the other teams, Mike, this, I, I see a lot. So much
1: for sunshine.com. Yeah. No, oh, nice. Holy crap.
3: I think I'll go inside the house now. And fashion myself a noose And hang myself I hate everything And I pray for rain Please take me out And end all of this pain Everything is morbid Gloomy day Everything is sadness Gloomy It seems so worthless today, it's a gloomy day.
1: Sorry, Pablo. I'm down on the team right now. I'm down. I didn't think it would be this bad. I didn't think it'd be like this. Once again, Paul Perlow joins us in our town for entire studios, and once again, his microphone doesn't work. Oh. Oh, brother. The, The Patriots organization, once again, weaseling out. Of being accountable for the current state of the organization. <laughs> so them. Paul Perillo from Patriots.com, also known as Sunshine.com, is brought to you by Devlin Energy. Energy costs keep rising. So do what I did. Get a solar energy system from Devlin Energy and use the sun to eliminate your electric bills for good. To get a free quote, call 781-812-0240 or visit DevlinEnergy.com. How you doing, Pablo? We better now? Uh, we better. Okay. So, how do you feel about the state of your team right now?
2: Uh, I'm cautiously optimistic. Sounds <laughs> 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 I'm cautiously optimistic, and I'll tell you why. Like, obviously, they're going to have some, some coordinator hires to make, and that's where, that's where it all starts. I'm at least encouraged by the fact that, unlike the situation with the coach and general manager where they really didn't seem to look... They are casting a wide net offensively. I I think that it's pretty clear they're looking for someone out of that Shanahan-McVay system, which I think is a good move. I think most of the really productive offenses in football use a variation of that, and they're looking. Now, I say cautiously optimistic because that doesn't mean you get who you want. Um, You know, like Zach Robinson's a guy that I was intrigued by. He obviously has decided to go with Raheem Morris to Atlanta. Uh, Clint Kubiak is now the guy that sort of you know, intriguing me at the top of that list because he has some experience. He was the coordinator in Minnesota for a year. He called plays for half a season in Denver and obviously has a, you know, a base knowledge of that system from his dad. So I'm cautiously optimistic. Now it's time to to pull the trigger and get one of these guys. Gerard Mayo, Elliot Wolf. you know, these people, you know, they're, they're conducting a lot of interviews. Let's land somebody.
1: Okay. Do I have the
2: right to be surprised, dismayed, that
1: the rebuild feels as uh, steep as it does? Like, I,
2: I, again, I've, I've just been saying this all day. I've just come to the realization how far you have to go. Yeah, it, I, I think that the, the disappointment would be that the original plan to rebuild was was a quick fix. And I would have thought the Patriots were smarter than that. And you're talking about the free agent splurge a couple yeah. years ago? Uh, and I think that when you see... When you look at the history of teams that have done that, bad teams that have done that, what I'm saying... You know, teams with losing records that decided, let's see if we could turn it around quickly. There almost always is a year one bump, followed by a decline. Um, Even the Jets got a bump out of it when they tried. I think it was like 2015. They went 10-6. and By spending some money in free agency, getting that initial jolt of, of talent infusion, and then it usually peters out. And that's what happened with the Patriots. So, you know, at the time, I thought they overpaid for average players. And I think, you know, in retrospect, that that's that's pretty much what they did. They got some some good player. I think Judon's been a good, good free agent sign. I think Hunter Henry was probably a, a pretty solid signing. But most of those guys either didn't pan out at all or were just sort of average. And I, I think to, to do it right, I think you have to augment your young talent with some some veterans, not get a bunch of veterans and try to augment it with, with young guys. And that's, I think they did it the the opposite way. Paul, there've been a handful of assistants
4: that have had the, the option to come here that have not. Should people be worried about that?
2: Yeah, I, I am. And I don't know, like, I don't like to get in the business of telling people how to feel, but yeah, that's why I say cautiously optimistic because I can look at a guy like Clint Kubiak and I can give you a couple of reasons why I'm intrigued by him. But if he doesn't really want to come here, um, and we've heard, you know, some situations, you know, that would indicate that some of these other guys that they've interviewed on both sides of the ball and special teams, even they had a, one of the special teams guys turned them down. Um, that's, that's concerning. You know, and it's obviously not one of the marquee jobs right now. Um, so what I think is, is probably going to end up happening is you're going to get some of what I'm talking about. Uh, you know, it looks like DeMarcus Covington is going to be the defensive coordinator and I'm fine with that. I think he's a good young coach who's on the rise He's been on a lot of people's lists as being one of those guys to keep an eye on. You know, Nick Caley's a guy that we all liked when he was here, and we thought he should have been in line to get the offensive coordinator job when Matt Patricia got it originally. He didn't. He obviously was upset about it. He left when, when that season was over. Now he's interviewing. Maybe he comes back. At least he has some experience outside of New England, you know? If you can get that kind of a situation, I, I think that's it. But, Tony, to answer your, your direct question, yeah, I'm a little concerned that some of the guys they've shown some interest in haven't shown interest in them. Okay. So, you know,
1: Paul, I'm really approaching it from just sort of a, a macro thing as well about w- what I thought you were. I've been saying this all day, so I know I'm repeating myself. But, you know, what I thought you were, the caliber of the organization, the kind of place this would be. You know, and, again, the Ravens is a team – The Steelers are a team. The Packers are just three that I use. And I think the Ravens are a good comp. And not that they, you know, have been in the playoffs every single year. But over the last 24 years, they've had the occasional down year. But they usually bounce back right the next year with a playoff year. And they've done that. And they've only had one really elite quarterback that entire time. So you, you, you just, like, the Packers have been kind of a quarterback thing. You can't even say that about the Ravens until recently in Lamar Jackson. And they're always competitive. They're always in it. If they're out of it, they usually bounce back right the next year. I am mean, again, I'm just looking at it. They won the Super Bowl for the first time in 2000, right? That first yep. year they popped. Yep. They went 10-6 and six the next year, 7-9 and nine the next year. Okay, they're botting them out. Nope. They went 10-6 and six the next year and went to the playoffs. Then they went 9-7 and seven and missed, 6-10 and 10 again. Uh-oh, they're botting them out. Nope. They went 13-3 and three the next year after that. Then they went 5-11, and 11, fired Billick, brought in John Harbaugh. Made the playoffs five straight years. Won the Super Bowl in the fifth. Then went to eight and eight. Oh, no. That's when Robert Kraft says, we don't want to be Baltimore. Well, he immediately rebounded 10 and six and went to the playoffs in 2014. You know, so it's like that. that's sort of what they are because and we can you can tell me why the Ravens have been able to do that, but they've been able to do that.
2: And I, and I thought that would be you. Yeah, I, and I would have thought so, too, because if you look at the first part of the Patriots' success, you know, let's call it, you know, 2002 around... I don't know, 10 or 11, the drafting was really strong. Yeah, it was. You know, top to bottom. And that's what the Ravens have done with Ozzie Newsom, and they've continued it, um, you know, since he left. And that's obviously what Pittsburgh has done for years and years. Like, they're not afraid to lose players and, and replace them with guys that they select. And the Patriots did that so well for a long time, you know, drafting a guy like Nate Solder the year before they projected to lose a guy like Matt light, just as an off the top of my head uh, example. And then all of a sudden they weren't drafting, you know, when when the, when the 2010s came around, they weren't doing that in the draft. They started missing on some questionable first round picks, you know, Dominique Easley, Malcolm Brown, those kinds of guys, Um, you know, and then all of a sudden you don't have guys to replace. So when you don't have the young talent, to, to step in, what are you forced to do? You're forced to sp- spend money to try to fix the leaks. And then all of a sudden, Brady's no longer there. I mean, let's face it, the last year at Brady, we all sat here and talked every week. They're 12 and four, but I don't know how they're 12 and four. This is a very flawed team. Then you saw how flawed they were, you know, when they go seven and nine without him. And then, you know, obviously the end of the four years where you are now. So, those teams have drafted well consistently over the years. The Patriots haven't. That's it's an obvious place to begin. You're right. Uh, you know, but there's also culture, and I think that that is
1: ties into with the good draft. I mean, the Steelers have been, you know, still that that same sort of vibe to that team my entire life, but certainly the last 20 years. And the Ravens for sure have been that, even though they've not, you know, Ray Lewis and Ed Reed. They've never had that kind of defense, but it's still a, a physical, you know, kind of a you trash talking, dirty, whatever. Like, but they've been the same thing. So there's a culture thing there that they've maintained. I mean, even
2: their kicker got involved in a yeah, game spat. Exactly. Like that's that. The culture is a good word. They and I think the Patriots did have really good culture, and it was really only this year that I felt like the culture had just sort of completely yeah, disappeared. But what's their identity as a franchise?
1: I mean, the it, Ravens have an identity. The Steelers do. I, I think the Packers it's a quarterback centric identity and certainly. culture that they've you know that they have there. Uh, and again, I, if I could come up with another example, I'll try and give it to you. But uh, it, I, I, I just thought you'd have something to hang your hat on. Yeah, where it, it I, wouldn't
2: get this bad, and it looks like this bad for this long. I agree, and it is disappointing. And and I, I hate to just tie it down as so simplistic as the quarterback, because it makes it sound like well, there's really nothing to the culture. But like, because if you even look at Baltimore in that time, you know. They won the title, obviously, with a you know an historic defense, and then they were okay because they didn't run it. You know, they, I think they tried to plug in Gerbach, you know, after mm-hmm. Dilfer left. But then they got Steve McNair. That was the year they went thirteen and three. Very you good, know, another really good quarterback. You know, and then they bought him out. Billick gets fired. They bring in Harbaugh and they draft Flacco. Now I know Flacco was not Brady Manning and those guys. But he was pretty good. He was good. And he was pretty good for a while. He's a legit NFL quarterback. Absolutely. The Patriots haven't had a legit NFL quarterback since Brady left. They haven't. And I know that people want to make all the excuses in the world for why that's the case, and and Bill is part of that. Certainly, he he deserves some blame for Mac Jones, but they have not had consistent NFL-caliber quarterbacking since Brady left. Flacco was a good fit for them, too, because they
4: wanted to pound the ball and then throw it deep with him. It worked.
2: But I still think, you know, that was still a
1: defense, you know. Oh, absolutely, Melody got it. And they got it. How do you pronounce that last name again? Yeah, Who was that dude
2: nada. nada? Yeah, they had they had excellent excellent personnel around Flacco. Um, the, I mean, the Super Bowl team. A lot of people say they won the second one with defense too. That's not true. No, Flacco went insane in right. the playoffs. They, they had to score thirty plus in the playoffs multiple times um, to you know to to win that Super Bowl and. He was pretty good. Like, I, again, he was not great. I'm not – this, isn't my, no, old, no, I got this it. isn't my old Flacco argument. <laughs> okay? But he was pretty good. And then they obviously got even better with Lamar Jackson. The Patriots haven't been able to do that. I, I still look back. I know I, I lament that the Lamar Jack Jackson draft was an opportunity that I think you could have taken a guy that everybody thought was developmental. Perfect timing, right? You have Brady. Everybody thinks this guy is going to need some time to adapt to the NFL. Twenty nineteen. I thought it was a perfect opportunity that they they let go. Okay, we're sort of bemoaning
1: the current state of the uh, Patriots franchise. Thanks, Paul. <laughs> Good job over there.
2: Well, I didn't. You know, I don't know how you took four years to get here, but I did. Here we are. <laughs> it took me four years to get here. How bad
1: it looks. Uh, so that's the main theme of the day. Care to join us? You can with your calls. We'll do it right
5: after these words. BackstageCountry.com Your online home for all things country music Award winning movies often have incredible soundtracks And many of those have gone on to become country gold We've picked our top 5 country songs that have been nominated for an Oscar Text OSCAR to 45911 to see if your favorite made the list on BackstageCountry.com Text OSCAR to 45911 and we'll send the link straight to your phone
2: A show that gets Boston home. Thugger and Mass on 98.5, the Sports Hub.
0: You could have been in a situation where you'd be playing in a Super Bowl. Super Bowl. And those poor fans in Michigan, this ruins their year. I Listen, I shouldn't say that because you'll probably get over it. But you tell me right now. You tell me right now. If you are a Lions fan, you tell me right now for the next month when they get this game played and everything else. The month of February. What are you going to be thinking about? Beating Baker Mayfield or the fuck out? The Niners did the rights. My God almighty. Pay attention, Campbell. Jesus, I mean, this is, excuse me, this is ridiculous. And I know we like you, Dan. You're a nice guy. You represent the city of Detroit. Blue collar. Tough. Oh, we get all the nonsense. But manage the game properly. You have a chair. I understand it's a long field goal, 240 yards, but your kicker's good. You have a very. You got a chance to go back up by three scores and you go for it on fourth down and then all the dopes on Twitter are backing you up. The the the, the, the data freaks who wouldn't know Lombardi for Paul Brown. Never heard of Otto Graham. Kenny Stabler, Madden. Wouldn't know him if they fell on him. They do football via math. That's not how you do football. Oh my God! What a loss!
1: That was uh, Chris Mad Dog Russo's bite at the apple. Dan Campbell, Detroit Lions, going for it on fourth down. We've talked a lot about it this week, uh, so uh, we'll we'll give you a breather, Maz and I, and, and whatnot. But Paul needs a bite at the apple <laughs> from those from those conference title games. So we'll start with Lions and those fourth down decisions. Paul, what
2: what'd you make of them? Yeah, they're curious. Um, I don't. I was just joking with you guys about Mad Dog, and I don't know Mad Dog personally. I just can't imagine ever getting that mad about someone's fourth down decision, and and I, I appreciate it because look, you guys. Know me. I do. No, no, no. I like to I like to argue. No. You know that the 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 war on sports
1: being waged by the analytic crowd is it gets me that so angry. Yeah. That's so.
0: the
2: part of of this that I, I am more intrigued with. Not whether or not you think they should. I. You know, personally, I could make a really good argument. I heard you guys talk about this, and I don't think you said anything that I would necessarily disagree with. I could make an argument to go for the first one because I, don't, I think the Lions were still in complete control of the game. You know, they had cut it from 17 to 14, and then the Lions got the ball and went right down the field just the way they did the whole first half. I would have thought, yeah, we're going we're gonna to get it because they can't stop us. And I could see going for the throat right there. The second one was long after the worm had turned you got to tie the game, in my opinion. Um, They didn't, but my bigger problem is just what you talked about here with the nerds and their utter insistence that they are right and there is no (laughs) other way of looking at it. You can't argue math. The math is always right. (laughs) I I can totally see both sides of these things. I say it all the time. The down 14 thing that they argue about going for two. I, I agree with some of these things. I disagree with others, but I see both sides. No. We are the only way of looking at it. If you don't put the data, that's the only way you can be objective is by looking at the raw data. And that's what's ruining all this stuff for everybody.
3: They're not just nerds.
4: They're authoritarians. What the hell do you say? Authoritarians. Authoritarians. There we go. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Despots. Words are hard. They're they're dick. (laughs) Dictators. But, like, no, but that's literally, quite literally how the analytics crowd got behind Dan and I'd say Dan Campbell's decisions. I think they were front office decisions, but however you parse that out, that's how they that's how they put it. Will Leach actually said you're a lesser person if you don't embrace new ideas, and in this case, the ideas of analytics in football. i wear it with pride. That you're that you're you're, you're
4: yeah. being a
2: lesser person. You're a lesser person. I do too. I I, I just don't understand how you know, in baseball, it was always easy. It's clutch and late, right? You know, like, it's not any harder to get a hit with two outs and the bases loaded in the ninth as it is with nobody on and two outs in the fourth. Of course it is. But that's the that, that's what it's done for everything now. Like, fourth down in the NFC Championship game is the same, you know, as the middle of October. It, it's just not the same, and you can't convince anybody that it's different. No, no. It's I mean, right here. It really, Here's the data. It's right here. It shows. I mean,
1: so, again, the uh, Ben Slowick guy on the ringer, on the second decision to forego the field goal, wrote, this was the right decision from Campbell. It's not up for debate. It's not a gray area. That And that, to me, is what I have a problem with. Not that he went for it. To will to which Will Leach follows up by, says, by saying... Uh, Campbell just went for it on fourth down. His strategy didn't work, but he made it clear after the game he'd do it again because that's what playing probabilities is. It beats trusting your gut. Coaches like Campbell will keep doing the same thing and thriving because of it. Sports are about winning and finding new ways to do it, and math always wins. That's why it's math. But the math always wins thing is is so flawed. Outrageous on the day that it lost. Like,
2: he's saying, he's writing so, that on the so day that the math lost. It's so flawed to say that a percentage... That deal, like, at least in baseball, it's 162 games. You know, there are hundreds and hundreds of at-bats to go off of. How many times did teams go for it on fourth down? Yeah, right. It's like 50, 100.
1: Like, like in,
2: in a random NFL season, how many times do teams go for it on fourth down? Yeah. It's not the same as playing left-right in baseball over the span of 162 games. And, and even in that sport, plate appearances, what is the quote that you had for Billy Bean, Tony with, you know, about the, Oh, the playoffs my crap and how doesn't, it doesn't it? work in the playoffs. My crap doesn't work in the playoffs. Why? Cause the sample is smaller. Okay. So there's
1: that. How about Patrick Mahomes and the chiefs nipping at your heels? Yes. Your heels, the Patriots organizations heels. Oh my heels, your are, heels. Yes. your heels.
2: I have to tell you, and I completely get, and I have these arguments on Patriots unfiltered all the time. Um, I completely understand why Patriots fans are so territorial with the the success. I don't know how you can watch Patrick Mahomes and hate him. I don't. I I just think that in general, now, everybody, everybody, uh, you know, slips up. That performance after that Buffalo loss where he was yelling at Josh Allen and screaming about everything, not a good look, right? But for the most part, this guy does the right thing on and off the field all the time. He competes his ass off. He wins more than anybody. No one no one thought they were going to win these two road games. He goes out and they win the two road games. They do them in totally different ways. They did it with offense in Buffalo. They did it with defense um, in, in Baltimore. It's kind of reminds you of some, some team? Because some Patriots bit. fans are just diaper babies. I, I just, it's, simple as that. I think Tom Brady will always be the most accomplished quarterback because I don't see Patrick Mahomes winning seven titles. But I don't understand why it's so blasphemous to suggest that these two guys are playing at a different level than the other guys play. I because you're an you.
1: adult, Paul. Mahomes
2: isn't even close. Now, that's a first. <laughs> he's yeah.
1: not even close. He's got to do it for another 10 years. Yes, yeah, yes, we know that. Yeah. Yes,
2: and He and, has to do it for another 10 years. How does it and look you know right what the, now? You know what the one obstacle that he has in those 10 years? Not that he's going to lose too many games. Just staying healthy. If he stays healthy, do you have any, any doubt that he's going to be in another eight conference title games in oh, those no. 10 years? If, if he plays the 20 years that Brady did... I think he's really going to threaten it.
4: But that's the double-edged sword of his mobility. You know, yep, like, That's where he can end up getting hurt. If he's going to take off one of these plays, someone lights him up, and he goes
2: sideways. That's the only thing. The only thing is, like Brady, he seems to play through it all. I was going to say, he doesn't
4: get hit squarely a lot unless someone clotheslines him across the face. Murray, <laughs> well, right. And someone cracks him right on the nose. But other than that, he doesn't take a lot of big shots.
1: I think he's the only guy that deserves to be mentioned next to Brady. No, no one else would I put in Brady's... And, and, I, and I'm not talking about uh, the physical attributes of being a quarterback. There's other guys who you would say threw a better ball. Like, we've been through this a million times. But the winning quotient, the winning plays, the clutch, the the how he elevates everyone around him, like that thing, there's no one... I've seen no one like Brady in my lifetime except for this guy. Like,
2: he's the only one that deserves mention in the same breath in terms yeah, of that. He, I think he does a lot of that stuff. It, you know, and like... They came out in that game, and they were unbelievable offensively against the best defense in football on the road. It was kind of, I mean, it, it didn't devolve into what the, the, the game in Kansas City was with Brady Mahomes, but that, it, it, they sort of played two different games. Like, they, they scored 17 in the first half, and then they just said, okay, we just need to shut them down now and avoid mistakes and make the other team, wait for the other team to make mistakes. It was kind of an old-school Patriots win. Okay, so we
1: got Paul uh, got Paul on the record on all sorts of stuff. I promise we'll take your reaction to it and
5: phone calls right after Big Jim Murray gives you the headlines right here. BackstageCountry dot com your online home for all things country music. <laughs> You're listening. I listen to you every day to Belger and Matt. I think this is a moral law on the sports
2: hub.
1: Calls with Paul Brillo. How about uh, Brian and Quincy? What do you got, Brian?
3: Yeah, I agree with one of your prior calls. I would lower the bar in terms of franchise comparisons for starting a rebuild. I think the team this past season that in the state of the current past uh, pass roster gives you the best chance to get back to contention is kind of the Browns model, which is basically build around your offensive line and defense, make the quarterback as irrelevant as possible to your success. The Browns did it a few years back, went to the playoffs with Baker. They lost him this past year. They started five quarterbacks. They won some games. It's ugly. It's not going to put asses in the seats, but in terms of just getting back to playing big games in December and whatnot, I think that's your, that's your closest path.
1: Okay, what's your path, Paul? What is your path back to competitiveness? Again, I'm not talking Super Bowls. I'm
2: talking about being a good team that has meaningful December football. Well, the first thing you need to do is is find a way to get, we talked about the last segment, NFL caliber quarterback play. You don't have to, to get back to Super Bowl level, you need to hit. We get that. But I I think it's, Cleveland wasn't going to be a contender if they had to rely on Dorian Thompson Robinson all year. They had Watson playing, you know, starting to show signs of coming back. And then Flacco played out of his mind in December. That's why they were a playoff team. So let's not, like, sort of pretend that this was just, well, the quarterback was irrelevant and they had so much talent. They lost all those offensive linemen. They were all hurt. Um, Cleveland's got a pretty talented roster. I was going to say that's, they got that, some, that's the part that is they sort got of some missing here. Guys on defense, they got a game record on defense. Yeah, and, and they had a lot of injuries too that they overcame. So, um, how long should it take, Paul? I, I think you can get from bad to good quickly. Thank you. I, I do. Wait, wait, I, I think wait, wait, if right. you have if you have a good draft, you're not saying great, yeah. but bad to good. If You have a good draft and maybe add a veteran or two. You can go from four and thirteen to eight and nine. Hey, thank you. You know? More than that, I think you can do but, better than that. But, but but I'm talking about just you know with average stuff. Yeah. You know, but if you want to go from from bad to great, that's that that's going to take some time, and it depends on how fast you get the quarterback. Now, let's just argue and say that they take Jaden Daniels at number three, and he hits. He turns out to be like Deshaun Watson was with Houston. There's no reason why in two years you can't be knocking on the door. So but that's uh, but that's relying on or, really good quarterback play, or you do everything right around them.
1: Yeah, and you know, again, I, I'm not I'm not sitting here lamenting Super Bowl status. I'm lamenting another four and thirteen season or five and twelve. Like I, that,
2: I just find unacceptable. Yeah, they need to add some significant talent um, to to get out of that. Like I had a conversation with someone in the office the other day. We were talking about, well, you know, they should win six or seven games. And I, and I like I almost choked. I was like, they won four. They've lost the greatest coach of all time. They've replaced them all with, you know, whatever this staff ends up being. It looks like Demarcus Covington um, and Gerard Met- You have a bunch of first-year guys in their roles, and you think they're going to win three more games than they did last year? Like, they're probably going to lose talent off the roster, right? Probably going to lose Kyle Duggar. I mean, there's been reports that say Michael Owenu is going to go. Where are we finding these wins? Sounds like we got a new intro for next year's song there, fellas. Mm-hmm. Oh, can we wait to see what the
1: transactions are Mark being tape. Yep. The caller's call right. Send that to me, Jimmy. The caller's right, though, that the
4: shortest path is to do it around the quarterback, not, you know what I mean, So the, to, to build the yeah. roster around the quarterback first.
2: Jordan, hold on. Go ahead. No, I, oh. I think that's hard. I think it's hard to build. around. I think what San Francisco did looks great on paper until you see how many unbelievable hits they had in the draft. Like, I don't think it's easy to get guys like Fred Warner and Dre Greenlaw in the middle rounds. Like, those guys are elite all-pro players that you got, like, in day three. Okay, day but two. as as opposed to what? Waiting for the franchise quarterbacks to come down the pike? No, 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 no. I, I'm just saying it's hard to build it that way. I think it, a lot of people say, well, Philly and, and San Francisco, they have these great rosters. Well, yeah, from stacking draft after draft after draft, that's how you get a great roster. But... If you just get a quarterback and then you have decent drafts, you can be in the same spot. Jordan in Boston on Tom Brady, the
1: commentator. Jordan, thanks for hanging on. What do you got?
3: Hey, guys. Yeah, I mean, the paths are going to be horrible for the foreseeable future because they're only bringing in Belichick because no one wants to come here. So we have to rely on Brady broadcasting games for any football enjoyment. So give me the Brady that – remember when his emails got leaked to his dad about how he's going to win all these rings because Peyton's gone he's really you – know, Talking that that stuff. Okay, give me that Brady, you know. I don't know if he's going to get there, like you mentioned. I agree with you guys, but you know this guy's going to take feedback. He wants to be the best. Hopefully, he you know can get there. And and also, how good is it going to be if Mahomes is on this trajectory? Brady's calling his games where he might be passing Brady. Like that's that's must see TV if Brady gets real. So well, yeah, if Brady
1: I'm... gets defensive and and touchy about the thing. It'd be great. There's no shot, but I don't see it. And I, I was we had this long discussion about Brady uh, in front of the mic. And as a commentator, Paul, I think he's just so useless. I think he's just plastic, and it's sort of this empty corporate speak, you know, franchise quarterback at the podium, not going to say anything, pablum, and I just find him so useless. The real Brady would be great, and I'm sure you've spoken to him at times where he's off the record, and, like, he would be great. Like, I am a million years ago, like, before one of those Colts playoff games, because sometimes you'd get them on a Friday, and no microphones, on just off the record, just talking. What do you think? We're going to kill them. Why? They can't tackle. They're just going to throw it out there and make Nick Harper tackle someone, and he can't tackle. The next thing you know, they're throwing it sideways to David Givens, and David and Nick Harper can't tackle, and they blow him out. It's like, that was good stuff. You're never going to get that from him. When it mattered, you know,
2: never going to get that. Now, in those emails that he's that the caller was talking about, that's that is the kind of sort of candid Brady that you could get, and uh, I think you see it a little bit that comes out of Brady Senior. I was we were just saying I wish we put Brady Senior in the booth, but like when he says the thing about you know Mahomes isn't challenged, you know that line that sort of came out of nowhere toward yeah, the end of, of Chris, right. Chris uh, Gasper's piece. You know he, he hasn't been challenged like. Uh, you know, Tommy had Bree- Drew Brees. Brees. Like all those
1: those Thank memorable
2: Brady-Brees matches. So, hold on.
1: You agree with me that
2: Mahomes has a, has a harder path through the well, league than Brady did? I think it's at least comparable. I mean, I think there's some really good quarterbacks right, right now that that he has to. And they're all seemingly in the AFC that that Mahomes has to go through. But no, my, no, but, no, but my larger on. point no, is but, that's a window into what Brady thinks. Exactly, Mahomes isn't as good because he didn't have it as hard as me. While they're building... But he's never going to say that, you know, when he's on the air. I agree with Jim. Tom won't. The, Tom Senior will, right. but th- but this is the Brady
1: defense. Well, look at Mahomes; he's got an easy path. And uh, uh, I mean, you you tell me what what what's a harder group? Breeze, Peyton Manning, Ben Roethlisberger, or Joe Burrow, Lamar Jackson, Justin Herbert. Who am I missing? Josh, Josh Allen. Allen. I mean, it's at least a conversation.
2: Yeah. I think the current group is better. Yeah, I think it's the current group is a little better too. But I do think, especially early. The oh one one to 0-5, oh 6 Patriots, you know, I would throw McNair in that group who was an MVP caliber quarterback. You bet. He, you know, the, the, it was not easy. They, the AFC was loaded okay. at that time. The but di- this, is, this is a loaded AFC the right division? now. The division?
1: Oh, the divisions are close. I mean, I, record-wise, because believe me, I've had diaper babies email me. Well, the AFC West is 129
2: and 124. I don't care about records. Thank there you.
1: was never a quarterback like Herbert Thank you. in the AFC East. Thank you. There was never a quarterback like uh, uh, Phil Rivers when uh, Mahomes first started playing. Philip Rivers was still in San Diego.
2: Yeah, well, that's another one that Brady had to deal with, though.
1: Okay, in the cool. conference, I'm talking division.
2: Yeah, no, but I'm just saying I think it's comparable. But to suggest that Mahomes doesn't have the the challenges that Brady had is, I, I think, short-sighted. I mean, they had, both of them had tough paths. I think the AFC has been deeper and better for both of them.
4: Oh, God, please. Just to win the division, Brady, all he had to do was he could have passed the ball
1: out of his ass. And so what that begot was bye week tomato can game this right, you know, sort, of like sort of easy path to the afc title game
4: i mean the division alone now look I, I think you know i'd like to see some of these other guys around Mahomes win mahomes win titles like that would help because manning did get two, roethlisberger got a
1: couple like and and i'm sure they will somewhere down the road but i'm telling you we're, we're leaving one out brady never had to deal with brady mahomes mahomes has lost three playoff games were to Brady. Yep. You know, what What if Brady had to play Brady, you know, when he first started, like that thing? And the other was to Burrow, right? Yeah, yep. so it's like he's not losing to chop Liver. Neither did uh, Brady, obviously.
5: But either way, we continue with your thoughts in our long commercial-free segment. Now- Backstagecountry.com, your online home for all things country music. Lainey <laughs> Wilson is on a roll. She's delivering great music and teaming up with some of country's hottest acts. Text Laney to 45911 to see which 4 Laney Lainey-Wilson collabs have us talking at BackstageCountry.com. Text Laney to 45911 to get a link to the list sent right to your phone from BackstageCountry.com.
0: Now, more of Belger.
1: I want Bill in the league. I think the, I, I think the league's better I off. I know you do. If he's still in it. You know, for our purposes, we need something to follow. I wouldn't rule Bill out for
3: this year quite yet. Oh!
4: oh. Did, that's timely constipation holding on to something. Interesting. Greg. The Bama boy was all blocked
1: up until 513. Why wouldn't you rule out something this
3: year? uh I I don't want to go into it I look, there was a lot of chatter about you know the commanders at one point in time like and I think they got left at the altar by Ben Johnson um I think with Adam Peters who worked with the Patriots for Belichick at one point in time before he went to San Francisco, I could and Bill being maybe a little bit desperate, you know, maybe playing too strong of a hand with the, with the Falcons. Maybe at the prospect of being shut out and never getting another job and never catching Don Shula. Maybe he's changed. You know, his demands and would be okay with. Hey, you, you do whatever you want with person. I'm fine with Adam Peter. He can pick all the player. I'm just going to coach. Yeah, look, I, I'm not saying that's going to happen. I'm just saying, like, look, there's. I would say there's one job that's big in flux. Right now, um, we'll see where Seattle goes. Nobody's quite sure what John Schneider's going to do, but there's another job still out there. And and just like we said before the end of the season, there are a lot of things, a lot of reasons why that made sense for Bill.
1: Okay, all right, but the Commanders on the board, there's hope. I just need the man in the league. Bedard yesterday from Mobile, Alabama, Dang. and he changed like. He must have gotten something during his stint. I know. It felt like during the show he switched. Because first, first hour, he, he didn't have much on Belichick. And then I think in his second to last segment or something like that, it's like all of a sudden it's like, I wouldn't rule him out. I've never seen him move that fast. So he, he must have gotten a little jingle on his phone or something. You know how I feel about this. Given the current state of the Patriots, I need Belichick in the league. i will even take Plastic Man Brady on the broadcast. You just give us something. Uh, Paul, where do you think we are with uh, Bill Belichick?
2: I do not think he'll be coaching this year. Um, the, the other part that I – you know, you guys have been talking a lot about the Schefter sort of continuing that rumor mill with Kansas City if if Andy Reid steps down. I, I just don't see that as a fit. I mean, I know that Andy Reid threatens to retire seemingly now every year. So one of these years he's going to do it. Um, and if they win it, uh, you know, a week from Sunday, I wouldn't be surprised. But with two former head coaches already on staff, now you're saying – I'm not going to hire one of those two guys, and I'm going to hire Belichick. So those guys are going to be miffed and leave. Now you've got to start all over. If you're Kansas City in the middle of a, a – I don't want to use the word dynasty because I don't want anybody to get upset. Use it. Uh, but, in, you know, in the middle of this run, you're going to just start all over with Bill Belichick. I don't think that makes any sense at all. It kind of reeks to me of these national guys trying to carry Bill's water a little bit and keep them in the cycle. Well, you don't think Bill can take over and replace replace Spags with Patrician do the same thing? Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's a great team, obviously, but no, I don't think it would be the same. I was joking? No, I know you. I know you. I know you were. <laughs> do you think there should be a place for Bill in the league? Yeah. Why? Well, I mean, why not? When there's these guys that are, I, these things go in cycles all the time. You're gonna, you know, now. The guy that Seattle just hired, today, Mike McDonald, is actually younger than Gerard Mayo. So, Correct. So Gerard Mayo was the youngest coach in, in the league for two weeks. So that's where this is going. All these young guys ready for head coaching jobs? Now, I got to think I'd rather have Belichick than some of these 30-somethings. But it, it looks like it's just Washington, and I look, things can change. This was back in maybe early November. I spoke to someone in Washington, from Washington, that was here that week. Um, you know, it sort of talked about, it was a member of the media. You know, mm-hmm. let me be clear. It wasn't a member of the commander's organization, so I don't want to overstate it. But he sort of relayed some different things about the, the thoughts of the, the commanders, and they had no interest in Bill. None. He said he would be absolutely stunned if they changed course based on what he had heard from people that were involved in the organization. So that was a while ago. Things can change. I think that they had their, their minds set on Ben Johnson who kind of left them at the altar. So maybe they will change. And maybe that's what, what uh, Greg was sort of changing course in the middle of the show yesterday. Maybe he heard something like that. I would be very surprised based on what I had talked to, uh, heard about in a conversation, say three months ago. I still can't believe Dallas Jerry Jones comes out and says they're going to be all in in
4: 2024, and he's going to let Joe Hags look-alike work the <laughs> sideline?
1: That's what Maz calls Mike McCarthy, for that, those uh, of you.
4: Oh, I got it. I got it. That's good. I mean, seriously. Joe Hags. Yeah, let's go for it all. We're going to spend. We're not going to build for the future. Joe Hags, you're coaching
1: the team. And they're keeping nice. Dan Quinn, too, right? Yes. Like they're running the whole thing back. Stupid. I don't think he really cares about winning. Uh, that guy. So, I like that. to me, that's the biggest Team that I would look at. It's like you know, what do you do? You really want to win, or you just want to be the man, collect your money, and
2: be relevant? And not, not you don't really care about winning. That's but, where I think. Jerry but with Bill, I think you're looking at next year, and I think you're looking at some of those teams. You know, maybe Dallas, Philly, if you know those two gambles that they're they're taking right now. If they both fail, those are options. And I look at the Giants. I, I think Brian Dable's a pretty good coach. He did really well his first year, and then took a big step back. They'll get Daniel Jones back and see if. That's a difference. But if it's not, and the Giants open up, I think that's the one that would really have Bill's interest, right? Okay. The New, York, the New York football giants. Oh, I got his. Yeah,
1: he romanticizes about it. Of course he does. Uh Paul, uh, final thoughts. If they don't have an offensive coordinator by X date, when do you start to say, Hey, what the hell's going on here?
2: Yeah, we're getting close to that. Yeah, right? I'd say Thank next you. week. I, I think you want to get this stuff buttoned up this week. Um, this week. So it's Wednesday. They have two days. Yeah. I mean, how about by the Super Bowl? So we'll we'll give them this week and and, and next, Uh, but at that point you need to get your course set. What you're going to do. Franchise tag is coming up um, early, early next month. You get right into, um, you know, all of the the combine stuff and into free agency. I think you need to have your structure, excuse me, uh, in place before you start making some of these decisions. And you need to find out, the direction your offense is going to go. Are You going to use this McVay system, or is this just talk? Do you think they're close? I do think they're close, but I just there have been too many interviews for me to think that you know one of these guys isn't going to be the guy. Who would you not want it to be? Like this, Getzy, Luke Getzey, there in
1: Chicago, who got his ass canned there, and like would that disappoint you? Or you yeah. say he's worth a second chance? I
2: mean, he wouldn't necessarily disappoint because at least he has experience. He's 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 been in that that arena calling plays. I I just I I would want it to be like I said. Clint Kubiak was the guy that really kind of intrigues me. I want it to be a guy out of that system with some knowledge. If it's Nick Cayley, at least he has some experience in that system. Enough enough experience. Yeah, it's only one year. That's that's not ideal to me. But that's those are the guys I want. It would be probably those guys over Luke Getze, But you know we'll see. I mean, a lot of these candidates are kind of falling by the wayside. They're either going somewhere else or. They're, they're not interested. Finally, you still all horned up for Drake May? Is that the guy? I like Drake May, yeah. I mean, I, it's not like I go home and, you know. Well, have you seen any more film? It? Not, or have you seen any more? I, well, I, I saw Greg a little yesterday talking about the offensive-defensive. I, I don't want it. The one-on-ones? Yeah, oh, I'm, yeah. Not, I'm not in that situation with Drake May, all right? not excited. But I do like uh, I like his skill set. Just going to go home and Drake is May. <laughs> 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 all, right. all right, Pablo. All right. That'll please. do unless you got anything you're going to do. Do we, do we leave anything out? No, I think that's uh, I think we just got to wait we're waiting to see on all the, the coordinator announcements. I think they have to come with it before the Super Bowl. I, I think you need to get these announcements uh, one week from today I mean
4: I, if we're waiting till the end of next week, that's too late I think it's
1: Friday
2: like I, I just like what are you doing? Yeah no, I think no, no, it's no, going to be sooner rather than later too. it I should
1: agree. be I mean, it just sort of accentuates what's the plan did they have one or the guys they wanted turning them down they're just kind of casting about. Which is part of what it has me in this place, which is like this realization. You guys suck, Paul. You're going to suck for a while. Well, I like it. It's, it's Now it's me. At least this year. Okay. Like I was not expecting another down year, but they have so far to go. And I, I never thought you'd be one of those teams. Where you guys like are
2: headed to Vegas, right? Long Correct. rebuild, yes. Yeah. Okay. So you guys are out there. You, you're be all the movers and shakers in the NFL. Why don't you, if, if there's no announcements made, Get something done. We'll start pushing the envelope out there. Get something done. Done. Come back with an offense. Okay. Thanks, Paul. All right. We'll Thanks, talk to Paul. you. Uh, I I don't know when we'll talk to you. Well, let's um, next. When you fall. guys get back. Let's, let's 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 talk about it. We got some stuff. Okay. Well, you know, you guys let me know. All right, Paul. All right.
1: Uh, we have an hour to go. We'll reset our thoughts on where we are currently with the uh, organization. I'm in a bad place with it. Uh, and oh, by the way, uh, so should they because they aren't where they thought they would be. And I'll I'll give you evidence of that coming up right after Big Jim Murray gets you updated here. No commercials.